0: welcome back to another episode installment vlog um vimeo video uh of the onj podcast i'm your co-host jeremiah
1: i'm your co-host orlando
0: everyone's uh having a nice safe summer you know wearing masks you know all that good stuff how you
1: doing bro please everybody wear your mask um there's talks there's talks about a new delta variant there's talks about a lockdown that's please please not have another fucking lockdown shit this is supposed to be the clean episode uh, i thought
0: i thought that i thought that was a new airline coming up or something
1: a new airline
0: yes sir because you know Why? Delta.
1: Delta. okay Okay, not even, really? So you hear Dels and the first thing you think about is airlines? Sure. Okay. Anyway, starting the episode, the the NBA champions have been crowned. They are known to everybody as the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations to y'all. Congratulations to Giannis for, you know, winning the championship with the team that drafted him that's tough that's tough to do when everybody's everybody told that man go sign with the warriors to win a chip he was like "Nah, i'm gonna sign with the bucks and i'm gonna win here that's exactly what he did does it hit the same
0: if if he um if a person leaves and then comes
1: back to the team that had drafted him and wins a championship uh, a little, a little less, but still on the on the high level. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe not a hundred percent, but it'll be like a ninety-five percent. So, sort of like LeBron. LeBron left and then came back to the Cavs.
0: That's exactly where I was going.
1: Exactly. There you go see we 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 have the same mindset, bro.
0: <laughs> but your favorite coach, you know, your favorite coach is now a championship-winning coach. Like, how does that make you feel?
1: going a little too far with that favorite coaching um but you know um that man is getting a, a full max contract extension um you know five year 210 million dollars to be the head coach so <laughs> i guess congrats to him
0: congrats coach i mean he made some good lineup adjustments you know what i mean when when they need when he needed the most so if that if that counts for anything
1: yeah, he he finally learned how to adjust, so <laughs> you know, he knew he knew everything depended on it, so he learned.
0: For sure, for sure. But what we got first though?
1: First, you know, um the NBA draft happened, but before we talk going deep into the NBA draft, let's first start out with a little trade, you know, a few a few little trades that happened here in the NBA. Some impacting the draft, some not impacting the draft. Um so first we could start off with the the biggest trade that started out right there, the biggest trade that happened for this is probably gonna be the biggest trade of the season. Westbrook got traded.
0: Well, no, probably. I mean, I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead. Okay. You got it bro. You knows? Knows it, bro. Who knows? Who knows? You got it.
1: the full the full trade details. The Los Angeles Lakers have acquired Russell Westbrook in exchange for um Cal Shishing Sharks Kuzma. Montres Harrow, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and the twenty-second pick in this year's draft. Cal, what? Cal, Shai, Shing, Sharks, mm-hmm. Kuzma.
0: You crazy? But uh, I was kind of, I thought um, I kept hearing a lot of DeMar DeRozan, so I thought that would be kind of a, you know, potential destination, and that's that would be kind of their focus. So the Westbrook kind of took me off guard. I'm trying to see how the fit is going to work, you know, with Westbrook being such a, you know, ball-dominant, you know, dominant personality, dominant play style, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of curious on how that's going to work. I heard, you know, LeBron had him over for a meeting, him and AD. They met at his house and everything to try to, you know, put their egos to the side and try to, uh, you know, just go for another championship. So I, so I hope that is the first step to, you know, to the three of them gelling together and, you know, bringing the Lakers a great championship. In regards to the Wizards, I think they got some really solid pieces. You know, you get a, a veteran shooter in Caldwell Pope. Uh, then you get Cal Kuzma, who's who's a shooter, you know, he can shoot, come off the bench, you know, things like that. Montrez Harrell, I'm curious to see how him and Gafford can play together. I think that could be a promise in front court and, and you know, to get a draft pick, a uh, number twenty-two draft pick, I think that's that can only just help you for the future. And I think the it's a pretty even trade. Uh, but I'm I think the Wizards, you know, did the best. I think West West Westbrook time was pretty much up, and there's really nothing much more the two of them could do together. Really,
1: um, there there's a lot of thoughts I have on this trade. Um, first of all, Westbrook, awesome. who has a uh, a huge, huge contract has been traded to like four teams now. A contract that we thought was untradeable has now been traded four times. So that's crazy. <laughs> um, And then, so like you said, the Mart, when the Marta Rosen's thing, I think the Marta Rosen's like a free agent. And right. they're talking about like he might sign, like take less money to win a championship. A whole lot Lakers. of less money. Uh, yeah. Like- which which while well, we're on that topic of money right this is my biggest thing with the westbrook trade right is the money right so right now westbrook's making 44 million dollars right lebron james i think it's making like 42 43 million dollars and then anthony davis is making like 35 36 million dollars yeah, so when in, in total that's like what 100 110 120 million dollars invested into three people three people not to mention the nba roster is made of 15 players and they have a hundred and something million invested in just their top three people so like how are you going to fill up the roster when i think the 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 cap salary like the max before they get into like you know um the luxury tax and all that luxury tax yeah yeah it's like a hundred and. Twelve million. So mm-hmm. you're already you're they're already above that with just those three players. So now it's like, how are they gonna get better? You know,
0: yeah, hey, but I think uh a lot of players are gonna be willing, especially with Westbrook officially being a member and everything. Well, it's not official until free agency and everything, but uh, with Westbrook uh, planning to join them, I think a lot of pl- a lot of players would be interested in taking pay cuts. To win a championship. Now, this whole like we had an episode about this with this whole legacy and you know legacy over championships, like which is important. I mean, and like money and everything like that. Are you are you taking less money just to win the championship? Signific- like Demar Derozan, he has potential to make close to twenty mil a year. I would say, I would, I would say after the year he had and the, his ability and the way he just. Dis- his ability he showed that he could you know play make and be a guy that you could put the ball in his hands to you know and he expanded his game while he was in san antonio so like if you're that and you know you worked hard you know you worked on your game and you you put yourself in a position to you know to benefit financially off that are you taking less just to potentially win a championship with lebron and westbrook and AB? the
1: crazy thing is like when we look at uh lamar derozan Let's say they get the Mar de Rosen, right? Right. The um, Mar can't shoot either. Westbrook can't shoot the three. The can't shoot the three. LeBron can't shoot the three. AD really can't shoot the three either. So it's yeah. like, wh- where's your spacing going to come in? Like, no matter how many, yeah, like a guy could take a vet minimum and come to you, but you still need that shooting. So I
0: think that I would kind of wish they would have kept Caldwell Pope, you know? He would have been perfect for that lineup, you know? Russ, LeBron, AD. And, you know, those guys, I think that would have been perfect. But, I mean, hey, that's why, you know, free agency. And I'm hearing, you know, Melo's an option, too. So, that could be some potential shooting added to that uh, lineup as well. So, I think a lot Lakers, I don't think Lakers really going to have to worry about shooting because there's going to be plenty of shooters to, you know, pick from. It's just about, you know, Bobby Portis just declined his option, but I don't know if they'll be able to afford him with how he played. But, you know, I think there's going to be a few options for them in the free agency.
1: I don't think there'll be a lot of like three and D options for them, honestly. Yeah, but so there were also there was also rumors before the Westbrook trade happens that the Lakers were talking with the Kings to trade Kuzma and Harrell for Buddy Hill. So, See, so Buddy now- Hill
0: would have been tough.
1: See, so now here comes the question of if if you're like the J, the Lakers GM, right, or you're just a general GM, do you go out and trade for for pure talent, or do you trade for fit roster fit? I mean, I
0: think they're really, it's kind of a both. I think they're in both because you know I don't see because Westbrook, me personally, I don't think Westbrook fits their roster. You know what I mean? You have you have like a guy like LeBron, who's usually runs your offense. Usually has the ball in his hand most of the time, so I don't see how you add another ball dominant player. So that I don't see, so I think it's mostly about talent. You know what I mean? You're gonna need talent. You lost a few talent. You know, you lost a good bench player in Montrez Harrell. You know, you lost uh, off and on scoring Kuzma. I mean, he's not really most consistent, but he's shown he's shown that he can score and you know, be a solid you know con- contributor off the bench. And so you lost a lot. And you're potentially going to lose Dennis Schroeder, who, you know, wants four years, uh, what, 84 mil after. No, 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 missing.
1: no. That, that man wants like a four year, 120 million, bro. He wants a full max.
0: <laughs> okay, bro.
1: But oh, yeah. ass. What? I'm serious. I think the the Lakers offered him four eighty million. He was like, "Nah." Yeah, I'm they worth, offered him
0: right, 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 right. Yeah, they yeah. offered him four a eighty four mil, and he declined that. So, I mean, yeah, it's me personally to answer your question. I think you have to go for talent, really, talent, because you gotta. I mean, there's barely any money left anyway, so you gotta you gotta make best with what you got. I think Melo's a shoe in I personally think Melo's a shoe in just judging by the relationship with LeBron, and and all that, that's that's the shoe in. Uh, DeRozan, I'm not so sure he's gonna have to take a really really big pay cut, and after and I and I I'm pretty sure like after the trade with Westbrook and how much Westbrook, and like you said earlier, how much each player is making, Westbrook, AD, and LeBron, I'm sure he's probably thinking in his head like, yo, like is it really is this really worth it? Like is this championship potential? Not even no championships for sure too. Is this potential championship like even worth, you know, losing millions over? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, this is. I'm interested to see what happens in free agency because they're well, they yes. hit, the Lakers have a lot a lot of holes now to fill because they basically don't have a roster. So,
0: facts. Oh yeah, and We're be on the lookout for the free agency special. You know, coming out sometime yes, next week. We don't know yet, but y'all just got to stay tuned for that.
1: Yes, sir. Next trade. Um, we're going to go down to a much simpler trade um, Ricky Rubio. Wait, but to trade. answer your
0: question, are the Lakers a better team with Westbrook, you think?
1: I think it all depends. I can't say that unless I feel who they have on the roster.
0: Oh, yeah, like how they fill out the rest of the roster. How
1: they fill out the roster, yeah. And, you know, they still got uh who they, uh, Gasol should still be
0: on there too. So, I mean,
1: few few pieces. But, yeah, yeah. all right, my bad. Go ahead. a few pieces is the four players they have a roster okay bro (laughs) oh man okay um where was that ricky rubio got traded to the cleveland cavaliers ricky rubio a second round pick and cash got traded to the Cavs for tyshawn prince your thoughts
0: my thoughts kind of interesting uh so that's three point guards on the roster um I mean, Rookie Rubio. I kind of felt bad, you know, because ever since you know he got traded from Phoenix, he was kind of hurt. You know, he was like, you know, I thought he played and he played well. You know, what I mean that one that one season he had in Phoenix, he was tremendous in that season. So I kind of felt been feeling bad for him a little bit, you know, ever since that. And he's just been getting traded over and over again. Went back to Timberwolves. Now he's on uh, the Cavs. Gives, I mean, he gives them a veteran playmaker coming off the bench. Uh, somebody who could run that second unit. And I think it's a great pickup for the Cavs, you know, roster-wise. And I think uh, he'll be great for them. Now, Torian Prince going to the Timberwolves. Uh, I'm trying to see how that would fit. I mean, they have Okogi already. Uh, They have, you know, Vanderbilt, Nas Reed. So I'm trying to see how he's going to play. He's probably most likely going to come off the bench if he outplays Okogi or somebody. Maybe he could enter the starting lineup. Uh, But, I mean, I don't really see this as a big, significant trade. But I think the Cavs really could benefit from having a point guard like Rubio. And, you know, if they deal, you know, Colin Sexton or somebody like that, uh, then I think Rubio would be great for somebody like Garland to learn from, you know, and just Rubio could just show him some pointers on, you know, being a point guard in the
1: league. So my quick thoughts on this trade is just you know good for the Cavs. They got another point guard to come off the bench to do like playmaking. I don't think right. they had like a, a playmaking point guard, and also you know he's a good mentor for Darius Garland. Um, on the Timberwolves side, I think Prince is great for them because I don't necessarily think they have like a, of uh, certified like you know he's the our power right. forward. They yeah. didn't necessarily have like a good power forward. I think Prince could go straight into that power forward position there to play a long cat. So I guess that's mainly why they did it. Um and I think maybe Ricky Ruby is making like way more than Prince. So I think they're they needed to bring that salary down a little bit. So
0: right.
1: yeah, that's all I have for them. Okay. Next trade Steven Adams. Oh Eric, man. Eric Bloodsell. The 10th pick in the draft and the 40th pick in the draft and a Lakers 2022 first round pick, top 10 protected are going to the Grizzlies for Jonas Valanciunas, the 17th pick in the draft and the 51st pick in the draft.
0: I think uh, it's great trade for the Grizzlies, you know, especially with you know, the draft picks that they were able to get. Uh, we'll get into that later, but You know, from what I've seen, uh, I think it's a great trade for the Grizzlies. Uh, Steven Adams, uh, he's been on the move a lot. I don't think the Pelicans really, I don't know what they were thinking, signing him to that huge contract. Um, But, I mean, they were I guess they were able to, you know, get rid of it and everything. And they got Valanchunas, who's a solid big, who played really well, who's been playing really well for the Grizzlies. I I thought he would have been kind of a more long-term option for them. And, you know, I I'm kind of surprised that they were willing to give him up like that. But uh I think it's um, a great pickup uh, for both teams. I think Eric Bless he'll be he'll be a good guard to come off the bench for you know the Grizzlies and somebody who could work with uh Ja Moran and you know just give him a solid veteran presence uh, coming off the bench. But but yeah, I think uh Steven Adams and Jaw, they'll they'll play good together, gives him a solid center. They already really had a solid center, so I'm kind of really confused on the trade, but I mean, hey, we'll see.
1: Um, so this this was a little weird trade. Um, I think Valenciunas was playing great for the Grizzlies, especially when you know they just made it to the playoffs that eighth seed. Um, so trading Valentinas where I feel was important to them, and you know, making it there, especially for their spacing, um, it's kind of like a little weird. Um, good job for the Pelicans, because having Valentunas next to Zion is 10 times better than having Steven Adams next to Zion. So that's a, that was a great trade for them. Um, the Grizzlies, you know, Steven Adams, um, you know, he can't shoot. Having that next to Jaw, where I think Jaw works well, you know, penetrating the paint, it's a little weird. You know, getting Eric Bledsoe, who also can't shoot. I guess, like you said, he could be a good mentor, but eh. I don't necessarily yeah.
0: see. I mean, I think okay. Air Blesso could be a good guard, you know, coming off the bench. Just I, – I don't see him starting over Dylan or Ja. So, I, I assume that he will be coming off the bench. But this – I don't I don't think re- people really like this Stephen Adams contract. And his, like, skill set is kind of – it doesn't fit today's game, really, you know, with the whole, you know, stretch floor. And, you know, like you got guys like Yochik and, and Bede and – You know, Bam's working on his shot, so he's he'll get there eventually. But you know, you got those type of centers you have to compete with, and they can shoot. So, I mean, he said he's been working on. He said he'll go in the gym and work on his shooting, but I don't think shooting can be developed. You know, like in a snap of a finger. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I feel that. I feel like the Grizzlies made this trade just to get an extra pick, which is that Lakers pick, and then to move up the seven spots from like you know their seventeenth pick to their tenth pick. Hopefully they got who they have. We'll talk that back later when we, you know, we get to the draft. Um, but yeah, it's a little weird just because they made the playoffs and now they got two players who can't really shoot. So it's yeah, it's a... I don't I don't understand. Whatever. Uh next trade. Oh man. Um, we have the Celtics who have been making moves. Congratulations to Brad Stevens. You know, he got into the office and was like, oh, this is how I make a trade. Let's go. And then he went crazy.
0: It's Brad not playing, bro.
1: Um, So they made, I think, two trades. I'm just going to bunch the two trades into this one trade here. Um, So the Kings get Tristan Thompson. The Celtics get Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, a 23rd second round pick, and Josh Richardson. The Hawks get DeLon Wright, and then the Mavs get Moses Brown.
0: Uh, Okay, I'll start off with the Kings. You think Khloe Kardashian had anything to do with Tristan going to the Kings instead of the Hawks?
1: Cause he's in California, maybe she wanted to be closer to him. I
0: mean, but yeah, that had nothing right. doing nothing. But um, yeah, I think uh, Tristan Thompson he'll be great for the Kings. Uh, I I don't think they're really I don't think the Kings are really too sure on what they're gonna do with Rashawn Holmes, who I think is gonna have a few uh teams after him this free agency. So I think uh, he'll he'll definitely get paid. I think he's they said he's looking for somewhere near you know, four years, 80 mil. So will they give it to him? Will they not? That's uh I don't I don't know. I'm not too sure, but I think, you know, he's they're not too sure on what he's gonna do. And Tristan Thompson, you know, guy could rebound the ball, crash the board, he's gonna hustle. He's gonna give you effort every night, uh, up and down on both ends of the floor. So you can't go wrong. You always a guys like Tristan Thompson, you you're always gonna need like you never, you're never not, they're always gonna have a job. So uh, I like that pickup for them. Guards to the Celtics. Um, they have Chris Dunn, who's their Celtics been looking for a point guard. They just trade away Kemba, so I think uh, Chris Dunn he can be a potential starter for them. And when he was with Chicago, he wasn't he wasn't a bad starter really. It just you know it's always injuries with him. You know he's always injured, but he wasn't a bad starter when he was with Chicago. So I would like to see uh the Celtics you know give him a chance at that. Josh Richardson, two-way player, uh, can shoot the ball pretty good. And, you know, he can guard. He can be a guy that you could put on along with Jalen Brown, you know. He can give Jalen Brown some some rest on the defensive end and, you know, pick up the other team's best wing player. So I think that's a great pickup as well. You you can always use defense. Now with the Hawks, it was kind of interesting to me because, you know, they ended up drafting a point guard in the draft. So I was kind of... I was kind of uh, kind of thinking about, you know, why DeLon Wright, but then maybe, you know, they want to give, you know, their draftee, which we'll get into later, some time to develop more. So I guess DeLon Wright could be that, you know, placeholder until, you know, Sharif Cooper gets to, goddamn that says I said his name. He just
1: spoiled it. He just spoiled the whole entire draft. Oh, come on, Jeremiah.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But yeah, you know, they, and they drafted a point guard. So, you know, the, I was kind of confused on, you know, DeLon Wright being the guy. But uh, maybe they want to give, you know, their draft, their drafted point guard, you know, some time to develop and everything. So DeLon Wright and DeLon Wright's been playing tremendous uh, this last year. He played tremendous last year. I was kind of surprised that Detroit uh, traded him. But, you know, with their new point guard that they're going to have, I, I'm not really, you know, and DeLon Wright was starting and everything. So I think uh, DeLon Wright's going to be tremendous for development of, you know they drafted point guard in Moses Brown. Gives the Mavs a center. Uh, could protect the rim. Very athletic for his size. Seven one, seven two. Very tall, very agile. He's solid. Kind of sad we traded him, but you know it's part of the game.
1: All right. So the Kings got Tristan Thompson. Um, I think that's a good insurance in case Rashawn Holmes doesn't get back. And if Rashawn Holmes does, they get to resign him. Um, Tristan Thompson to pretty great backup you know sean think... holmes
0: is gonna get paid bro. he's
1: he gonna might get paid by the kings
0: yeah that's a big might though
1: they don't the kink the kings make some questionable choices and we will talk yeah, about that do. later <laughs> um the, the celtics chris dunn um i guess he's a good backup or third string point guard for them um they need guard play so that's good Bruno Fernando's Go. probably Who's he backing up to? Huh? Who's he backing up to? i pro- I think they'll probably start um Marcus Smart as the point guard, honestly.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. True, sure. true. Sure. You're right.
1: Okay. Um so Bruno Fernando probably the third string center behind like Al Horford and Robert Williams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Josh Richardson, I thought Josh Richardson was a great pickup because what they really need is that you know that versatility on their roster. And Josh Richardson's one that could play; he could play the guard position, he could play the wing position, um, he could also guard the the wing and the guards. So I think that that's great for them bringing more versatility to that roster. The Hawks, I agree with everything you said. I think he's just like that placeholder. bringing him to be that backup placeholder for this season, and then just be like. Yeah, you know this. The draft pick is ready now. You can leave, whatever. Which
0: kind of sucks though, because like he was playing so well, and it's like I think that's gonna mess up his money because it's like he was doing good in Detroit. He was doing he, and for the minutes that he got for the for the little amount of minutes that he got in the Kings, you know, with Halliburton and Fox, it's he, he played well for the time that he got. So it's kind it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna kind of mess with his money a little bit because he was. He had a good momentum, but, and I don't know how much PT is going to get, especially with Trey Young, the way he played last year. So I'm sure he's going to s- still get hit a little, probably even a little bit amount more of minutes. And then we'll see how Sharif Cher- develops and everything. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of bad because, like, I thought he was going to, you know, play himself into a pretty decent contract.
1: There's only so much money that could go around, bro. I mean, so much yeah, money. but
0: still, though, like. You don't, you don't really hear about the long right, like signing big contracts, you know what I mean? So yeah. I would I would have liked it, but
1: yeah. Uh and then lastly, the Mavs got Moses Brown. Moses Brown is a really good young center. Um, I think they mainly did it because Moses Brown is getting paid less than Josh Richardson. So I think the Mavs really want that cap flexibility for this free agency. Hopefully they make a splash and get Luca some help because that man definitely needs some help. He can't be averaging like a thirty-point triple-double. To the mask, could go somewhere. So. And they got prison, they still be fine. Oh yeah, pandemic P. Let's go. <laughs> definitely what they need. Oh man. All right, the next trade. I only added it here because it's an OKC trade. Um, OKC really uh received Derek Favors. And a future first round pick. You know, Sam Preston has an addiction to first round picks, so he got another one. All that just for a second round there.
0: I think Utah was desperate, to be honest. Cause to give us a second pick and Derek Favors for a future for a future second round pick, a second round pick at that? Like, does that make sense to you? Does that really make sense to you? You
1: oh, give Cal- away, Flexible. you give it,
0: you give away a first round, you give away a first round and a player. For a second round pick, cap flexibility. They
1: have to resign. Care. They have to resign Conley. Conley is going to be expensive to them. You think they're going to sign him? They have to. Who else are they going to get to play the point guard? Hey,
0: what? Hey, it's a lot of point guards on the market, man. It's a whole lot
1: that are go- that want to go to Utah.
0: Oh, a lot that
1: want, want to go to go Utah?
0: Utah. That's the question. Good point. Point taken. Exactly. But yeah, I think uh I'm happy with their favors. Uh he probably doesn't want to be here. Uh he wasn't too happy about the trade. You know, he said he was kind of blindsided, you know, by the by how Utah handled him and everything. But hey, you're here now. All right, you whether you like it or not, we're gonna need you to, you know, be a center. We don't we literally only had one center on the roster, and that was Tony Bradley, who's you know, he's good, but I don't I don't think he's good enough to be the only center on our roster, so I'm glad we were able to get some veteran help in favors and also get a first round pick at that. Like, come on, that's just gonna give us more flexibility in the future to you know for trades and everything like that. So, I think uh, I love this trade,
1: of course. It's an OKC trade, of course, you would love it. It's not any <laughs> OKC thing.
0: I don't got, I don't got a lot. Hey, I don't know about that draft pick, but we'll get to that.
1: Um. Yeah, so you know, like I said, Sam Presti, you know, fed his addiction. He got another first-round pick. That's his addiction. Um, yeah, you know, you you have to agree. It's a it's a little oh, bit of an dude. addiction now. Um, you guys finally have a center. Um, I don't understand why you don't like Tony Bradley. Joel Embiid said he was better than him. I didn't re- say I
0: didn't like him. It's re- just that he's
1: up. bro. Just I don't trade think your whole he's roster. Good enough.
0: Like Shea is good enough to where he could be the only point guard on our roster, and we'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like Tony Bradley, I don't know if he's that good. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, like LeBron's good enough where he could be the only small forward on your roster. Like,
1: I don't know if T- Tony Bradley's not that. You know what I mean? Joel Embiid said they should trade him and, and build around Tony Bradley, bro. You don't remember that? He probably said that because he was happy, cause Tony Bradley would probably took his spot or some shit. Okay. Um <laughs> that's all that that's all the traits I have. Now getting into the good stuff, the NBA draft. Dun dun dun. Um so the the, the the NBA draft that's like that's like 60 picks. You know, we don't have we don't have time to go through all 60 picks. Um Why so not? you know, I'm I'm this is going to be like 5-hour episode if you want me to give my thoughts this and is, opinions on every team. This is our
0: stuff. Like we got we got to do it. Cool.
1: okay i think maybe better if we just decide <laughs> l- l- let's look at some of these teams you know let's see which teams won which teams lost um right. which picks were surprising stuff like that so when you start off you know start start with some teams that you think you know really won or really did well in this draft so you saying teams or team just just start with one team we'll discuss next team blah blah blah
0: okay but what's the question though
1: Top, which which, which top. team won the draft? Which teams? Yeah, so give me some of the teams that you think team, won. Now, it can't be.
0: It can't be multiple winners, bro. It can't
1: be multiple winners. No.
0: Okay. Only one teams, teams only. Teams only. Okay, one we're team, gonna
1: split it up. Only only one team wins the finals. No, we're we're gonna split it up into two categories: winners of the draft and losers of the draft. Uh, okay. You know. That's you cool. know. You know. Like some teams are playoffs teams. Some teams are non-playoffs teams. Same thing. Winners of the draft. Losers of the draft.
0: It's a lot of winners, though, uh, in my eyes.
1: Hey, well, hey, eh. Wait, well, nah, not
0: Oh, yeah, there's a few losers, for sure. All right. Oh, is, it, is it on me?
1: Yeah, who do you want to start off with?
0: All right, bet. So, for me, one of my winners, Um, I don't know if you agree, but I would say the winner. No, forget that. The winner of the draft, for me. See, I have two answers to this. One is going to be, like, a winner... Yeah. Yo, god damn.
1: God you ruined your it. whole logic. You said you were gonna have two, two,
0: two no, witnesses no, or whatever. No, no. I have two. No, I have two ideologies, two, two thoughts, ideologies, audio, um, um, cardio. Um, but I have two two things, two answers to like this answer. You know what I mean? So one would be like a team that added that added to its already greatness you know, and not, and then I would say and, and then my other answer would be like a team that added a lot of talent. So in regards to, you know, a team that's already established and helped themselves even more, I would say the Warriors won the draft because they got two lottery talents. Uh, Moses Moody, who was I'm surprised even kind of that's another surprise pick. We're going to get into surprise picks, but that's one of the surprise picks for me. Moses Moody, I'm kind of surprised he fell that low uh and to all the way to 14 so that's kind of surprising as well so I think Moses Moody will be is a great pick uh he's can stretch the floor shoot the ball and I think I'm I'm not too sure how they're going to play him because you know they also got Kaminga they drafted Kaminga with seven pick as well who was you know a top four top five talent and they got him at seven so that that's I think you got to be happy if you're the Warriors about that because you're just getting Kaminga off of like his potential is, you know, through the roof. He could be a tremendous three and D guy. He plays both sides of the ball. You know, he could just be that guy. You know what I mean? So I think Kaminga and to be and to get Moody on top of that. If you're the Warriors, you have to be tremendously happy.
1: You know, I think we started off wrong. We should have started talking about the magic and OKC. Those are the most important teams here. But anyway, um, I kind of do agree with you that the Warriors are massive winners. Um, it's kind of weird because the Warriors, it's it's weird because you feel like the Warriors would want to trade these picks to get like win now players to take advantage of, you know, Curry's only getting older, Thompson's only getting older, Draymond's only getting older. So, but in terms of the future and like what they got at their picks, you know, they did amazing. Um, Something that I did notice where if you go back and you look at our NBA mock draft on YouTube, Quick shout-out, you know, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. The um, you know, always. Um, I was getting <laughs> mentally prepared for the Magic to draft Kaminga at 5 and Moses Modi at 8, and those two players exactly went to the Warriors. To, it's kind of crazy how I thought that was going to be the Magic's draft, and it went to the Warriors. And for the Warriors picking at 7 and at 14, amazing, amazing returns in these players, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I think they got really lucky with uh, Moody. I thought he would have been gone. Maybe you know by the Spurs and the War and the uh, Pacers. You know, I thought the Pacers maybe would have got him as well. He would have been a great fit. But uh, I think with M- Moody and Kaminga, it's you got to be happy for the Warriors. Now, if now if I'm saying now my other answer was off talent. So if I'm saying off talent, like a team that added the most talent and the best talent. I would say would be the Charlotte Hornets. They had uh, four four picks in total uh, for this draft, and I think they knocked it out of the park with uh, these picks. You know what I mean? And I'd hit out the way. No that the question. With all due respect, that does not go with it. I thought I thought it would kind of you know mesh together, but okay, my bad. But um, yeah, I think uh, they they got some really solid picks. JT Thor. Uh seven, seven, three wingspan. Kai Jones, seven one wingspan, Scotty, Scottie Lewis, six five at a, with a seven feet wingspan. So I think they added a lot of length to their roster and a lot of versatility. They, they I think talent-wise, I think they got they have they have added the most talent. You know, you could argue Rockets as well, but I think talent-wise, I think they added the most talent. And you know, Book Knight as well. He's 6'8, uh, has a 6'8, has a 6'8 wingspan. So, you know, they added a lot of length, a lot of versatility, and I love their picks, each one of their picks.
1: Um, so I'm I'm this Book Knight's another player that I can't believe he fell all the way down to where he fell. Um, falling to the Hornets, Book Knight and Lamelo. That's gonna be crazy. Just think about all the passes Lamelo's gonna drive, pass out to Book Knight at the three. He shoots. You're gonna see that a lot. It's gonna be. Can't, it's gonna be beautiful. Can't wait. Um, you know, Kai Jones. They needed. They needed someone big. They got Kai Jones. Um, now here's so the real skinny, question. Eh, he's he's still tall. It's like two twenty. Here's the real question, right? Mm-hmm. How how do you feel about the Hornets and not OKC drafting Scotty Lewis?
0: You had to. You had to ask that. But I was like. I was, I said it. I'm like, yo, he's going to be still the drive. You know, that's another question. You know, who's still the drive? I think Sky Luce is going to be still the drive. I still believe that, even though, you know, we had a chance to get him. Uh, I still believe, you know, literally the pick after, I swear this happens every year when I watch the drive. I need. To, I think I need to stop watching the drive. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I wanted Cassius Stanley, and instead we drive freaking Cassius Winston, who's, I don't even think he's in the league right now. But I think, uh, I mean, I, I was I was disappointed. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you. I can't even cap to you. I was I was disappointed. But Aaron Wiggins, though he's a he's a good shooter. He's a solid shooter as well. So I think uh, we'll we'll be fine with him. But Scottie Lewis is he's special. He's special for sure. Think about that, bro. Seven. You're you're you're, you're six feet. You're six five. You're six feet five inches tall, and you and your arms reach out to seven feet just think that does not that's not that makes no sense your your arms are literally seven inches your arms are literally seven inches longer than your whole body so it's like
1: that 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 doesn't add up to me interesting interesting i like i like hearing your thoughts you know you you, you you're always talking about scotty lewis scotty lewis scotty lewis so I'm I'm kind of a little disappointed you didn't get him. Honestly, I was really rooting for him. Ah,
0: him. I'm kind of disappointed too. I kind of see why we didn't get him because you know the fit, and we could use shooting, but he just has so many gifts that's like hard to come by, and especially
1: why why you why you gotta do that, bro. Okay, moving on, moving on. So I'll so I know, you know, bro. I ah, agree. Sh- I agree with your two two winners, the Hornets and the Warriors. Uh, I, I completely agree. Um, there's another team that I think is a really good winner for where they pick. But I'm going to talk about that team mainly when we talk about, you know, the steals of the draft a little bit later on. Um, and a team who you you mentioned but didn't really touch on that I think is a real winner is the, the Houston Rockets. Um, the, when the Houston Rockets were drafting, you know, they mentioned how I think they haven't drafted someone in the first round since like 2015 or something. Right. For for them to come in here and take Jalen Green, take Josh Christopher, take Usman Gabaru, and then the other center whose name I'm not even gonna try to pronounce. Um they 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 came <laughs> out with a name Alparon Sengun. Segun. Great job, because I wasn't gonna I'll... pronounce that.
0: <laughs> but go
1: ahead. Um, but I think you know they came out with some some really amazing talent in this draft and I think it's really gonna add to like their depth and you know they're really in the rebuild that they're on I think they're really in a great path of the rebuild um i I always question the fit between Jalen Green and um, Kevin Porter jr because I thought they were similar players um but honestly just just take the the talent that you feel wants to be there and that could be an all-star and I feel like they they, they, they did. What are saying with Green? Green Green's going to be an all-star. You know I like Green, so.
0: Oh, yeah. He's tough. It's funny you say that, because the reason in the mock draft, the whole reason that you didn't pick Green was because they had Kevin Porter.
1: So now they have both of them. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're probably going to try to turn Kevin Porter into like more of a like point guard type of player. Yeah. You know, trying to better his like playmaking ability. But I, I don't know. Green can play
0: off-ball. He's pretty good off ball. I actually like him off ball, really. I don't think yeah, he's he, an on ball type of guy.
1: Yeah, he's good, but I don't think none of them are like point guard material. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the playmaking point guard. That's kind of like bro, you're gonna play them together. So
0: today's league, nobody. There is no position. What they say, positionless basketball. That's literally what it is right now. Ain't no no. There are no positions.
1: There. Wow. Well, what? Well, I completely agree with you Completely, completely I still think someone on your starting lineup Has to be like a, a playmaker I mean, it's about John Wall though Okay, I don't think John Wall's going to be there for long they're, <laughs> no, they're nobody, gonna revoke. nobody
0: wants that contract
1: Nobody well, wants that he, contract He's not going to play because the starting lineup will, Has to be green and Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> so John Wall better Suck up his ego and come off the bench Because he's not God, a part damn. of that future ain't you a part of the future what can i say
0: oh man but yeah i think uh you're right the rockets or oh yeah i think the rockets are great also Um, josh christopher and Jalen green who are you know best friends or i don't know best friends but good friends so they get to you know play together i think the rockets have set themselves up nicely for the future you got Christian Wood, who's going to be a future Max player, I think, for them. You, you're you good. Really?
1: They're great. They're doing great. You can, this you can ask me more. I
0: had them as, like, an honorable mention in regards to, like, best and to, like, teams that won the draft. But, yeah. You're right.
1: How you feel about now, your Magic, though? I was just about to get that. I was going to ask you about your Thunder, and you. then you beat no. me to the point. I got you.
0: I got you, bro. Come beat on. me to the
1: we point. In, we in tune, bro. The magic. I feel like we are the biggest winners of this draft. Um, now think about it, right? We we said we said Suggs. This draft was very top four heavy with you know Green, Mobley, Cade, and Suggs, and then magically Jalen Suggs falls to us. So I am I am completely ecstatic. I am I, I, I when I, when I heard that the Raptors decided to draft scotty barnes i was i was screaming in my house because i was so happy that Suggs was falling out to us so i'm really happy i'm really happy especially so i've seen a lot of things right where a lot of people have been saying like oh look the magic draft another point guard what are they going to do with 15 point guards on the roster (laughs) um First of all, you, you you must be a casual and I understand when people say that they're casuals cuz they don't watch magic games. They're they're big casuals. The magic have Holt, Cole, RJ and Suggs. These are four guards that aren't point guards. They're guards, they're versatile. Each one of them could play the point guard, they could play the shooting guard. Each one of them could score, whether it's going driving in or 3 pointing they could defend well, Cole not to the greatest extent. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, besides Cole. So you know, we we have a lot of versatile versatility on how we could use all those four guards. I think and Cole RJ... is
0: a I think Cole's a true point guard. You don't think so? If he's he probably can, the only he's probably the only true point guard out of the four of them. And the other three, I would say, like you said, could to, to play both.
1: Cole could play both. Because Cole Cole's more of a shooter. He's more of like a yeah. shooting guard. You know, Yeah. Is oh, yeah, it's like scoring, a shooter,
0: so. shooting guards
1: game. Yeah, but yeah. we have that versatility now where all these three guards could, you know, play one, two. RJ said he grew, so now he could play play the three as well. Six, seven. That's crazy. It's amazing, amazing. I'm so fucking happy. Um, and then France Wagner, um, at eight. Eh, Honestly, France, I looked up some highlights, you know, got got better in tune with France Wagner. I think he's going to be well because he fits in very good with the modern, you know. We're probably going to put him at the power forward. He fits well with the modern power forward, you know, someone who could stress the floor, someone who could defend. And he's, he does pretty well with playmaking as well. So, you know, to have a roster, to have, you know, people on every position who could either sh- who could shoot, defend, and playmake, the magic, you know, we're we're future champions, bro. We're future champions.
0: Hey, okay. four-point guards. Who's who's your starting backcourt? My starting backcourt. As of as of October 19th, NBA tip-off. Who's starting in that backcourt?
1: Okay. At tip-off, I don't, I don't think Markel's gonna be there at tip off, but let's let's say Markel's not no, okay.
0: Everybody's healthy. everybody's let's healthy. Everybody's healthy
1: everybody's healthy. Uh, you know, no baby mama drama,
0: none of that. I I feel like the starting
1: lineup is probably going to be Markel, Suggs, Chumal Kiki, Jonathan Isaac, Mo backcourt! I just asked for the backcourt. I'm just just giving you the whole entire lineup. I've I've thought about this for a long while. I thought about this for a long while. Since we drafted everybody, I was already doing my paperwork on what's going to happen. I didn't
0: ask for a dissertation. I said, who's who's the backcourt, bro?
1: future champions bro
0: okay all right you can relax with that but yeah uh i think y'all y'all did okay for 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 the cards that were dealt to you guys i think that was i never seen you so happy when james when slugs fell i've never no, that was i could tell you were really excited about that
1: yes sir yes sir magic and four. Future champions, you know
0: the <laughs> Future champions, but well, yeah, in regards to OKC, I love our picks. Uh, Trey man. He's poor man's Steph Curry. Uh, shot create, ver- works very well in pick and roll. Uh, very good pick and roll guard, and I think he'll do well, especially with you know most of NBA basketball right now. It's mostly you know either ISO or pick and roll basketball. So I think he'll do tremendous, especially with us. You know, give us a good guard to come off the bench. Uh he I think he could play with a guy like Maladon too. You know what I mean? And coming off the bench, you know, once uh that happens. So I think that'll be tremendous. Giddy <sighs> Giddy up. God dang um I think Josh Giddy, I feel like we could have did a lot more with this pick. But I mean, I'm not too mad at it, you know, with the pedigree that he brings to us, you know. He's been playing overseas his whole his whole career, and then, you know, he just had pretty solid numbers, you know, average 10, 6, and 6. So he's pretty all-around player, has IQ. The IG that i seen not too long ago had me worried, where, you know, it listed all his weaknesses and everything, you know, pretty much, you know, shooting, uh, shot-creating a uh, freaking uh, – what what I know you've seen it. What, what was it? it was shooting, shot-creating, defense. Uh you
1: know, they they they
0: put up that graphic and people are saying like damn his weakness is everything. Like <laughs> god dang. That had me worried. But uh you know he's in Australia right now. Uh he's going to compete uh well not in Australia but you know he's going to he's going to be in Tokyo for the Olympics. So that's pretty well and I think uh he's going to be okay. Uh play along Shay and Lou, you know, get in. I like this pick on because because Shea doesn't have to be the only playmaker, you know, on the floor. You know, you could you could pair him with Shea, and Shea doesn't have to feel like he has to make every play, you know, every possession down the court. You could give it to Giddy, and he could initiate the offense. He could, you know, run and run it itself and give Shea, you know, a breather, you know, sometimes. So I think, uh, I like Giddy in that aspect. So I think, uh, I'm not too mad with the pick, but we could have went a lot of different directions. Kaminga. Uh, we could have went maybe even Moody, but that, that would have been – I think that could could have been kind of high for Moody. But, you know, could have went Kaminga, Book Knight. It's a lot of different ways you could have went, but I'm not too upset with the pick. But in regards to uh, – and also, you know, Aaron Wiggins, who's 3-and-D player from Maryland, shoots the ball – shot the ball really well, close to 40% uh, in college – when he was in college last year. So he can shoot the ball really well, defense both sides of the ball. Now Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I like him not only because he's, his name is Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, but his game. I just like his whole game, and he's one of those guys. I I don't think really had to go to college. You know, I think he he would have been perfect for like the G League, the whole G League and night thing. Because I mean, he really hasn't really improved. Because I've been watching him since high school, and he really hasn't improved that much. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad thing. That's just to show you like how good he was. You know that's I show you like how pro how much of a pro he already was. You know, I mean he had a pro skill set. You know, coming out of high school, he's he can hit that mid range jumper for you. I think he can. I think he can. He has the lateral quickness to guard one through five, to be honest. And he's I think he's going to be tremendous for us. You know, guarding ball screens. You know, defending, being a rim protector. Now, the thing is, he's only like six eight, six nine. So I don't know if he'll be our starting center, but in regards to like potential and what he can do, I think he'll be tremendous for us, and I hope he stays on our team for a long time because he he'll be able to help our team tremendously. But um, in regards to that, I think I'm really happy with our draft though. Like, what would you, what would you give your magic? Like, what grade would you give him for this draft? A plus, A this plus. Man. Come on, Brad,
1: with, give me, me sucks. A... was supposed to go top top oh. four, and he fell to five, bro. I don't care what anybody says. Sucks to your... was bro. Is that your realistic answer? My realistic answer, yes. Okay, A plus. Okay, not bad. I ha- we had a top four talent felt fall off to us, bro. There was people who were saying that the that the magic it was like a top four draft and the magic were on the outside looking at. Nah, we 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 got sucks. We got yeah, one of those fucking, top four. Yeah,
0: yeah, all bust through that door. Yes, I, think. <laughs> I give I give us a uh, I give us a B plus only because I'm not too sold on Giddy just yet. I, I gotta give him some time.
1: So with OKC, right? My oh, opinions Lord. on OKC. First of yeah. all, I'm glad you guys got Jeremiah Robertson Earl, because I know you, you liked him and I saw you, you know, watching him for a bit. So I'm glad you got him. Um Trey Man was another guy who I know you liked, and you guys got him. Um, you know, I think yeah. Trey Man
0: him and Scotty, bro, to have two college teammates, bro, together. That would have been amazing. But go on, my bad.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I thought I thought Trey, Trey Man was going to be a really great player. Um, Aaron along same thing with Aaron Wiggins. Um, I, one thing I do want to add, touch in here, is that you guys had the 16 overall pick. And um, classic Sam Pressy you know, his addiction is getting a little too big. So he traded the 16 pick away to the Rockets for two future first. I love there's, it. I there's, love there's, it there's a strong addiction here. I love a strong it. Strong addiction here so he traded that away now Josh Giddy. this was probably the 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 second the second most surprising pick that happened I would say the first one was you know Scotty Barnes going forth to the Raptors which I want to touch on that right after we finish talking about OKC um Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is a name where a few a few months ago you did not know who this man was and then in recent in recent weeks, you were talking about like maybe the Grizzlies traded up to get Josh Giddy. Maybe Josh Giddy will go top five, top ten. And the next thing you know, the Thunder took Josh Giddy at six. So it's it's I wanna know what's I know he's he's good at playmaking, but I want to see what what these NBA scouts see in Josh Giddy that made him go all the way higher as high as six. All right. Um,
0: you know this this pick was kind of crazy too, because like even the even the Uh, even the reporters were trying to like find a reason trying to make sense of like the pick and why we went so high with Giddy but you know you even had reporters pulling stuff out there out there behind like oh uh, Sam Presti you know he came up under Popovich so he like he needs he likes uh, international players or you know they're just reach they're reach for every possible explanation when there really was no explanation so that's like how surprising this pick was. And like you said, like, nobody knew who he was a couple of months ago, you would say, and he started gaining a lot of traction and stuff. So we'll see if, you know, that hype is legit. Well, Yeah, not hype, I'm but, really interested. You know I
1: mean? I'm really interested to see how he develops and maybe see, like, what NBA scouts saw on him. Um, I think his playmaking is going to be good on OKC because, like you said, Shea was the only playmaker there, now to add someone else. But I want to ask you, right, you said you could have gone many different directions with that six pick. Who would you have loved to have at that six pick?
0: Oh, easily. Book night. Easily. Just yeah. off of just off of talent and uh pure just you know shot creation. Just to give us another scorer, really, to be honest. In today's league, the no defense. It's it's mostly ISO ball. You know what I mean? It's really not no defense play. So you gotta be able to take your dude off the dribble. On a one on in a one on one matchup. You know what I mean? Book Knight could do that. And he can shoot the ball really well. And I really appreciate his shooting. That's the thing. Giddy, from like, you know, scouting and the videos and everything, he's not really that good of a shooter. And so like that's kind of, you know, a worry to me. So I think Book Knight would have been tremendous. And yeah, I think Book Knight, I would've gone with Book Knight. I like
1: that pick. I like that pick. I think Book Knight would've been great with you guys.
0: Been tremendous, bro would have been tremendous um they can't fix
1: the pass you can't especially when he went auto He fell so far i can't believe he fell that far bro yeah still not over book night falling that far
0: <laughs>
1: i mean y'all had a chance to kill too, bro honestly after we got sucks there was no way we were, i was i was content there was no way we we're gonna pick book night because we couldn't that, that would have been like 17 guards so yeah, yeah. um so now that I had to mention right after now that we're done with um the OKC, I wanted to touch on the Raptors. The Raptors who had the fourth overall pick, and many people saw them taking sucks, went a completely different direction and took Scotty Barnes. What was your your initial thoughts and now your thoughts after you know after taking it in for a while?
0: Okay, so that's something that we were gonna get into that too. Surprise picks. Uh I think Scotty Barnes was one of my surprise picks, not because he went top four. You know, he's a top four, top five talent. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not really mad at the fact that, you know, he went top four. I just was surprised that, you know, the Magic, I mean, not Magic, the Raptors had went, had decided to go with him. Uh, Everybody, you know, even myself, I thought that they would be, you know, look for a point guard and, you know, Jalen Suggs. So I thought that would have been the pick. But I love this pick only because, you know, Scotty Barnes is kind of like a point guard. When you think about he's a point forward. You know, and, you know, even, like, before he went to college, you know, in Florida State, in his recruitment, he literally, like, he said to college coaches, like, I'm not playing small forward. I'm not playing power forward. Like, I'm a point guard. Like, you got to let me play point guard. You got to let me run the offense. So, I think uh, he's considers himself a point guard, a 6'9 point guard. So, uh, I'm not really too surprised on pick. I was surprised on the pick, but I'm not really mad at it because of, of his skill set. And he's... And over the last, you know, couple of weeks before the draft, teams have started to be really impressed with him. You know, they were impressed with his measurements, his skill set, his ability to put the put the ball on the floor. You know, his shooting, I think he can develop into a good shooter. He has potential. He has the mechanics and everything. It's just about repetitions for me. And I, I think, and um, he'll get that done tremendously. But I think Toronto is going to develop him uh, correctly, kind of like they did Pascal, you know, how, you know, Pascal uh developed into an all-star I think Scotty Barnes can have that same type of level of production
1: so for me you know when I heard when I heard the Raptors took Scotty Barnes first of all I was happy I, I was so happy because they knew so falling to us but besides that you know to, to, <laughs> this, let's take that away because I've talked enough about that it's about Scotty um, it's about Scott it's, it's about Scotty you know and Scotty has has really impressed a lot of people in his pre-draft workouts um there was talks about the Raptors taking him, the Magic taking him, OKC taking him. Um, basically, he was falling in that range and there was no way he was going out. Um, so to see the Raptors grab him, it was kind of like you kind of figured they were taking Suggs because, you know, Kyle Lowry's leaving. So now you take sucks and you fit sucks right in with Fred VanVleet and it was going to work out, you know, perfectly. But with Scotty Barnes, it's kind of like, you know, he's a forward. You already have OG Ananobi, you have Pascal Siakam. So it's kind of like, where does he fit in? but now it's like you mentioned you know he's a, he's he wants to be like a point guard type of player you know have the ball in his hands try to play make so it kind of fits a little bit well in with them um especially like you know I had mentioned before I think playmaking it's kind of like a little bit harder to teach compared to like shooting but if i think if there's any any team in the league that could take Scotty barnes and fix his shooting form and make him a decent or good mm-hmm. shooter it's definitely the raptors the raptors player development is completely amazing you know, Pascal Siakam went from being like an ordinary, nobody's looking at him type of player to him being like a potential all-star. Fred Van Vliet went from being undrafted to now he was getting a, a big contract. So, you know, their, their player development has been great, great and amazing. So it's, I understand why they made that pick because if I was a Raptors fan, I'd have complete confidence and I know we're going to develop this guy to be great. He already has the playmaking ability. He already has the defensive ability. He needs shooting and we the Raptors could develop that shooting easily. So I think it's easily. So I think it's honestly a great pick for them. And I think people didn't, were just at the moment, were very surprised by it and not thinking into consideration how good the player development of the Raptors are in the moment.
0: Yeah. And I think like there was also like, you know, that aspect of, you know, there was a set for, you know what I mean? Like, you know, K, Jalen, Jalen or Evan, and then, you know, Sucks. But um, I think, that kind of, you know, caught a lot of by surprise. But I'm not, you know, Scotty, he, he's tough, you know, seven, seven, two wingspan, very long guard, probably one through five, I would say. He's he's gonna be tough, you know, with the right, you know, coaching staff behind him. Now, does he play point guard, you think?
1: Uh I think Well I think not like
0: little... of course not he's not gonna be listed as point guard, but you know what I mean. Like, does he you yeah. know, r- run yeah, the offense they're... and everything like that?
1: They'll do the little Ben Simmons thing. Well, you know he's he's a guard controlling the ball, something like that. Right. Yeah. Um. For sure. Okay. So so we talked
0: about that. Oh no, go
1: ahead. Nope. I was just gonna ask you that. Do you have any more additional like you know surprise picks that have happened so far?
0: Bro, I was about to ask that. Look at that. You see, we do. So, so. He's scant. Yo, get out of my head, bro. But um, another surprise pick, I would say easily. I would say a lot of people would have. Say a few people would agree as well. Josh Primo uh, with the Spurs. Uh, I, I I don't even know what to say about it. I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest. I mean, he's young, you know, he's 18. Uh, so I guess it was kind of, I know it was, I know it was a, for sure it was a long term decision, you know what I mean? Uh, based off, you know, potential and everything. But um, he averaged. Uh, eight points a game. Two. He was mostly, I would say, he was mostly a role player in Alabama, but I guess the Spurs see something more that they can unlock within him. So, um, that that was just kind of crazy to
1: me. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest. I wasn't too familiar with Josh Primo when he came into it. Um. And I did I did a lot of research on mock drafts. So for me not to know Josh Primo was like. Oh, that's a for him to go into lottery, that's a that's a huge reach, honestly.
0: And also it was funny because I was I was watching the um I had seen like you know the little headline. It was like uh I had seen the headline, it was like Josh Primo declares for a draft. And I'm like, no, he's a freshman, he just got to Alabama, so he must have knew something that I guess you know we didn't that you know because like for him to stay in the draft where you know he only averaged eight points, he didn't really have a flashy freshman season. You know what I mean? I didn't people like he wasn't really I didn't see him on the radars. Like even you said, you said you didn't see him on any mock drafts on on a lot of mock drafts. So it was kind of funny, but it was kind of weird that, you know, he still stayed in the draft, even though, you know, people weren't really considering. Well, like mock drafts and, you know, websites weren't really considering him as a lottery pick. So I thought that was interesting as well.
1: I think it's also surprising when you look at the Spurs roster and how much cards they have. You know, they have they have Murray, they have White, they have Vassell, they oh. have Keldon Johnson, they have um Walker. So they're they're a team who has a lot of guards and tends to play small. So I just thought, you know, it was time for them to pick like a four or a center. They add a little bit of more size to that roster But they went with another guard So it's kind of like why pick another guard Especially a guard that everybody feels Was kind of like a reach for you to take at the, In the lottery Especially considering the Spurs have, haven't have been in the lottery That long you know the Spurs have always been a team That's been in the playoffs And then now they come into the lottery and they're always picking guard after guard After guard and taking a reach With Josh Premio It's pretty interesting To be honest
0: they don't have that many bigs If you're being like super super honest They don't they're probably not gonna have DeRozan, so that's a forward gone. They're probably maybe they may not even have Rudy Gay, so that may be another forward gone. Uh, I mean, you got Bates Diop, who's eh, he's. Eh. And you got Jacopo, who's probably your only quality big on there, and then Trey Lyles. So you don't really have that many bigs. So I mean, I understand that the league is turning into like you know. Guard, guard heavy basketball and guard type of play. You know, you got bigs dribbling the ball, bringing the ball up, courting everything, but that don't, that don't mean you got to fill your team up with guards. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that was, that was definitely surprising.
0: Yeah, for sure. Any uh, other picks you think that you were caught by surprise or anybody you were surprised that got that didn't get picked earlier or that you thought would have got picked earlier or should
1: have got picked earlier? there's there there's a few surprising picks that have happened um first of all i want to go with the pacers um the pacers were the 13th pick (laughs) they took chris durante right yeah this man is 24 years old getting drafted in the lottery this man has a whole family A whole (laughs) wife, a daughter. I think they mentioned he had a whole entire mortgage already and he's getting drafted here. No way, he has has a whole mortgage and now he has to move to Indiana. Bro, you know, you you know how much his finances are messed up now. They did not have to
0: mention that, bro. They did not have to mention that. God, I think. Yeah, I was just,
1: why would Indiana take? him at the 13, I feel like he would have they could have traded down and he would still be there. Why take him at the 13th spot?
0: That was that was very interesting. Um I mean the thing is his his skill set, I think he's a plug and play guy, really when you think about it. Like I don't think he really needs that much development with with his skill set. You know he's a three and D guy. Uh he can shoot the ball tremendously and you know with TJ with TJ Warren being iffy you know what I mean? And even like even uh during the draft, that was they had that as a need for the Pacers, which is you know, those needs were were different. Um, I think yeah, I this thinking. I think this was probably one of the more funny drafts I've seen in recent memory. You got fucking the Pacers, they saying uh, they they need they say they need a healthy TJ Warren. Then you got with the Celtics, it was Celtics turn to pick, and they were like, Oh, uh, they said uh one of the needs for the Celtics would be development of all their first round picks. I'm like, yo, who, who came up with this list? Like that had me dying. But, um, I think Chris Duarte, I think his skill set is pretty much set in stone, which, which is also, you know, why it wouldn't be, you know, which is also why it's not that bad to, you know, pick on a pick an older, you know, player. Cause if you know what you're going to get, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So like, so, if his
0: if his skill set can help me right now, why not pick?
1: Him? Yeah. So just just something to touch on for all, or you know, supporters who aren't too familiar with like some of the aspects of the NBA. You know, a lot of rookies they get drafted in like 1920, right? And then you know, the peak NBA age is like 28, and then once you hit like 35, you're kind of considered old. So most people who get drafted in like this early lottery, um you really want to take them young for that potential. So you have, you know, four or five years to help develop them. So that's why I feel like in the lottery, it was kind of like a reach. Like, I agree with what you said. He's a plug-in player. You take him. He has all the skills that's necessary to plug into the Pacers, like, you know, their offense and be a great player for them. I just think it was a reach, and it was very surprising, taking a 24-year-old at the 13th pick.
0: So would you have gone with Moody then at that spot?
1: Yes, I would 100% have gone with Moody. Okay.
0: So he's not a, so, so Duarte is not a lottery pick team. So, so know. he's not, so he's not going to the Warriors then at 14.
1: No. I just no.
0: don't. Mm. No. I mean, who else, who else is better than him at that spot?
1: I don't know. I just know he's 24, bro. I feel you. I got you. He's twenty. But yeah. I feel yeah, people 24%. would draft for for age, potential, what they could develop them. Yeah. I mean I
0: think the Pacers, Pacers is another team, you know. They were able to get Isaiah Jackson, who I thought the Hornets would have gotten, you know, instead of Kai Jones. But I guess they see, you know. But it kind of makes sense because Kai Jones, they kind of do the same thing. But Kai Jones, I think, could have, is more offensively, you know, advanced than Isaiah Jackson at the current state. So I thought that was interesting as well.
1: What did you think about uh, Jalen Johnson, you know, going at 20 to the Hawks? Jalen Johnson, you nailed it. That is my um, sleeper of the draft. That is who I think is the the steal of the draft. Um, This man went all the way to 20 to the Hawks. This man went, this man, we had him going in the lottery and he fell all the way to 20. The Hawks were. The Hawks at one point were considering trading Cam Reddish and his 20th pick to try to move up to the lottery and pick someone at the lottery. And to get a lottery talent at 20 is amazing for them.
0: Yeah, I I don't think, I don't even think the Hawks really needed to draft him, to be honest. You know, you have Cam and Hunter, but you can't miss on like his type of potential talent. If he brings it all together, you can't miss on a guy like that. So I think uh, Jane Johnson. It was a great pick for the Hawks. and But I think my still would probably be, you know, Scotty, of course, you know, at 50, 56. I think his talent is going to be, is tremendous to pass on. And also, I think a sleeper to look out for is also Greg Brown with the uh, Portland Trailblazers. I think his ability, uh, he showed uh, this season at Texas that he can really shoot the ball. And that's not something i seen him do a lot of in high school. He, he mostly, you know, would just dunk on players, you know, just show off his athleticism. But, you know, Texas was able to, you know, develop that jump shot over that summer while he was there training. And I think uh, he'll do well with the Blazers and he'll have a chance to,
1: you know, get some significant minutes. Yeah, um, all all great picks. Um, One thing I do want to add about Jalen Johnson, also that you had mentioned, I think, you know, it's going to come a time where they're going to have to pay, pay Cam Reddish, pay Hunter, so I think they took Jalen Johnson for that rookie contract. It's very important to have, you know, someone who could defend. He could probably, you could plug them in right into the position of whoever they decide not to pay Cam Reddish, not to pay Hunter. They have Jalen Johnson right there. Also, um, you know,
0: they also drafted Sharif Cooper, too. Who, Sharif. Who gets to play, literally, literally gets to play like 30 minutes from where he went to high school. So that's that's got to be cool as well. You know what I mean?
1: yeah definitely so you know they have they have good players now that are going to be developing on rookie deals oh another another player who i think was where he got drafted at and who he got drafted to was a pretty good pick was jeron butler went 40th to the utah jazz Mm. i think that's a that's a really steal for him to go out to 40th a lot of people have him you know or like mid mid-first rounder for him to go mid-second round. That's that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, he's he's a winner. That dude, he's just he's just a winner. Won a championship senior year with Baylor. Uh he's just a solid guard. And you know, he could run that second unit, uh one if they keep Conley, you know, run that second unit when Conley, when Conley's not on the bench. Or you could like trust him to, you know, run your team if you know Conley, which is more than likely that. You know, if Conley gets injured or something like that, you know, you could just put them in and you don't have to really worry too much about the, you know, downplay. So I think Jared Butler was a solid pick.
1: Now I want to ask you, right?
0: Right.
1: Who, what teams do you think were, were losers in this draft? You know, whatever it was, them picking a player who doesn't fit, them maybe picking someone way too high, um, stuff like that.
0: Okay, one of the losers, I would say for sure, probably the Pelicans. Um, I think they could have gotten a little bit better. I was hoping that they got, you know, uh, Keon Johnson. You know, they could have got him with the 17th pick. He, he got drafted the 21st to the Knicks, but they traded him to the Clippers. So I think they could have got him at 17. Uh, since they traded uh their pick to the Grizzlies, so I think they could have got him at 17. But um, they instead got Trey Murphy. Who's a, you know, a three and D guy, but I, I, Keon Johnson, you know, him, Zion, at, like that could have been a nice athletic lineup, you know, along with uh, Brandon Ingram and everything. And you already have Brandon Ingram, who's, he's not three and D, but he's a solid, you know, small forward and he's your starting small forward. So I think uh, Keon Johnson would have been perfect. Uh, and also they got Herbert Jones, who's, who's not a bad player, but I mean, he's, I just don't, he's not really, to, I don't see how he fits in today's league. Um, he's very skilled for a size. You know, he plays he plays both sides of the ball. Um, he's very skilled, but I just uh they could have, you know, they could have even got somebody like a JT Thor at that spot. You know what I mean? Or somebody like a, you know, even Sky Lewis if they wanted to, or you know, uh Raekwon Gary Jericho Sims. There's a lot of options they could have went, you know, but instead of, you know, they got Herbert Jones who I mean, I don't really see too much. I don't see how his development could be. I don't see how him having a lot of room for development. But I hope I'm wrong. But I think, uh, yeah, Pelicans is one of my losers so
1: far. Do you have more losers or just the Pelicans? At the moment, at the moment.
0: At the moment? I mean, you could say the Spurs because, you know, with the whole primo deal, but I don't know how he's going to develop, so I have to see that. But from what I've seen so far, and knowing the players that these teams have picked, yeah, I'd say the the freaking uh the Pelicans, God, dang it uh, fucking, fuck, fucking birds, yeah, Pelicans are easily my losers.
1: So one loser that I have that nobody has mentioned, um, I've I, nobody has mentioned this team. Is the Timberwolves? The Timberwolves have absolutely no no picks. They traded their first round How's that... pick. They traded. How does that... that make them a loser? if they to they... because they had no in a draft this this deep. They had no oh, picks. And man. think about it. Think about uh-huh. it this way, right? Think about all the the trades that happen inside of the draft, right? Think. Think about you know, for example, the the Knicks the Knicks had, like, I think 19 and 21, and they traded both of those away to move down to 25. You know, someone like the Clippers, who had absolutely no first-round picks, ended up walking away with Keon Johnson at 21.
0: Yeah, I was kind of confused with the Knicks. I just kept... It seemed like they was involved in, like, every trade in the draft. I I, I thought they would, like, end up making the pick or something, but they had a lot of trades. They were involved in a lot of the trades Exactly. draft.
1: Exactly. So, so to, to see all these... All these trades happen, and to see someone like the, the Clippers who have no, who've had, you know, traded 17 first-round picks to OKC, they had no first-round picks for them to have walk out with, I think, like three rookies, and then the Timberwolves sit at home and do absolutely nothing to at least get maybe at least a second-rounder, I think they're losers because this was a deep draft. Yeah, I think the Knicks, that's a good point to the Knicks. Um, I mean, they were able to get
0: Quinn Grimes, who's a solid – He's a solid guard. Uh, He went to Kansas, but, you know, it didn't work out and everything. But at Houston, he was tremendous. Uh, Four years. He stayed all four years at Houston once he left Kansas. And he was pretty good at Houston. So I think he's something to look forward to if you're the Knicks and also Jericho Sims. Now I think with Jericho Sims, it's like you have. I guess it gives you more uh, more flexibility on Neuros Noel. But I mean, you have Nurse Noel, you have Mitchell Robinson, and then you have Jericho Sims. Three athletic bigs. I don't know how that's going to work. And then, you know, you have Obi Toppin as well, who's an athletic big, but he's more of a power forward. But, you know, you have three athletic centers. I don't see how you, you know, allocate proper playing time for each one of those guys. So they're going to make some decisions on those players as well. But, um, yeah, I see where you were going with the Knicks.
1: Yeah, and then one one last team that I want to touch on, um, not necessarily losers, but like a big why did they do that type of team was the why Kings. Did they do that? The Kings. Um, Davion Mitchell, another point guard. You have Fox, who's probably like the star of that team. You have Halliburton, who was like uh in the running for rookie of the year. So you have two really talented point guards and then you draft Mitchell.
0: Well, that's a surprising pick right there. Uh the Davion Mitchell. I mean, he's a leader. You know, he brings leadership, which is something you can't really teach. You know, it's either in you or, or not. But uh, I mean, that's three point guards. And I, Halliburton, I think, can play with Fox. You know what I mean? So I guess they're bringing Mitchell in, I guess, as a bench, as a point guard bench. And But you got to think about it also, though. They just traded their bench point guard in Delon Wright. You know what I mean? So maybe they. He brought him in to replace him or kind of you know fill that void a little bit since you know they lost right their backup PG, so we'll see how that goes as well.
1: Um, yeah, um, it's I think it's just weird because at the moment you could have picked someone like James Bug Knight, Moses Moody, who I think would have fit very well with them. Yeah. I guess, I guess, picking Davion Mitchell to just fit that bench was is pretty great, but you were picking nine. I think you sh- you should have gone with like Night or Moses Moody compared to Devon Mitchell. Yeah,
0: yeah, you could have. Yeah, I, they they had a lot of options, and I thought Kispert would have been a good option too with the shooting and everything. But yeah, I I don't know what the Kings were thinking.
1: Yeah. Um. So now, do you do you have any other you know comments on any other teams or picks have happened that we haven't talked about?
0: Shout out Jello Ball. You know, he just got signed. Uh, to, well, he's going to sign with the Charlotte Hornets G League team. Well, not G League, Summer League team. And I feel like confident enough that he's going to play his way to a roster spot. And, you know, shout out to jell ball I know that had nothing to do with your
1: question, but I had to say it. Yeah, Jello Ball. Ho- I mean, honestly, hopefully he makes it into the NBA. I hope he does. I, I, oh. I hope he makes it.
0: I really do. Um, yeah. In regards to draft, though, I don't – I I love the draft. Um, it's a lot of talent. Can't wait for summer league. Uh, Shoot, might have to do – you know, might have to do some reactions to some of these summer league games, you know what I mean, or some of these, you know, see how that goes. Start a little – 2021
1: draft series. Never know, bro. Who knows? You know, it's a lot, a lot of things we could do. Okay. Now, what I'm are your not... thoughts on Kyrie
0: and his Nike dispute?
1: My thoughts on Kyrie and his Nike dispute. Um let's talk about it. It's interesting. Because yeah, so it's weird because it's like I don't understand the way the shoe deals kind of work like for example i can't say Kyrie just shut up because they're getting paid like 20 million dollars or whatever for your shoe deal right you obviously want to you obviously want the shoe that's coming out with your name of it to obviously represent you and be like the best quality ever um mm-hmm. but nike has just been doing some weird questionable things you know Whereas like this Kyrie thing where like they're releasing the shoe without asking him you know do you approve this design or like the comfort level of the shoe and I think a little bit while ago, they made, like, a, a Kobe shoe while Kobe wasn't under contract anymore. So mm. it's like, what's going on at Nike, bro?
0: I mean, it's their stuff, though. You got to think about it. Like, they could do whatever they want. You know what I mean? They, these athletes, like, choose. That's what, one of the things, like, we were just talking about Jello Ball. That's one of the things I liked about Le, um, LeVar Ball is, like, he, he always preached ownership. You know what I mean? Even with his big baller band, he was like, "Yeah, he tra- he was charging what eight hundred bucks for shoes, but it was still his shoes. Like he could, he has the authority to do that. You no, know, Nike has to set Kyrie's prices. Nike has to, you know, actually bring the shoe to life. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, in regards to Kyrie, I think he was mad. Uh I understand he's upset because you know, not the way he did it to go about IG. I mean, that's his own business, but." Uh, to post his upset and everything like that, I think that's real, real stand up of him. But I mean, you gotta think about it. this is Nike. They're gonna do what they want at the end of the day. Like you could say, "Hey, I want the shoes to be lime green." That doesn't mean that doesn't that's not gonna stop them from making them purple. You know what I mean? So Nike could do whatever they want at the end of the day. But it's just morally, yeah, it's wrong. But you, it's it's their company. You know what I mean? They're they're it's it's what's made them. You know the billions of dollars that they have accumulated
1: I mean at the end of the day you're Nike yeah you're a big company but you also don't want to like ruin the image you have with your players yeah. cuz once you ruin your image with the players then place really wouldn't want to sign with you and now you you're losing profit because of that so
0: yeah you don't want to get like too you don't want to you know show too much of your colors you know exactly I
1: mean? exactly yeah, I
0: hear you.
1: that's a good point
0: yeah. Shout out Kyrie.
1: Sure. You have any more any more topics you want to talk about on this beautiful episode of the greatest podcast that's ever been created?
0: I have nothing. You have nothing? I have nada.
1: Okay, Which? then I guess that concludes. We talked episode. about
0: everything we need to talk about.
1: We did. I think this is a pretty long episode, and I think this is a great episode talking about all this draft, all these trades.
0: Yeah, pause. Yeah, for sure.
1: So that concludes today's episode of, you know, the greatest podcast ever created, the ONJ podcast.
0: Be on the lookout for our free agency special coming out next week.
1: That's right. Coming out next week. Now, is that free agency special going to be a regular podcast episode? Is it going to be a YouTube episode? We still haven't decided yet. So what that means is, Make sure you're following us on Instagram and on Twitter to always be up to date on everything that's happening. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, even our Twitch channel. You know, maybe maybe we might stream this. Who knows? So, you know, always make sure you follow us everywhere so you're always up to date on what's happening with the podcast. Make facts.